Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon, I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California. Well, it's March 1st and California's official state of emergency due to the coronavirus pandemic is now over. Ended yesterday by Governor Newsom, almost three years to the day after it began. The federal emergency is scheduled to expire in May. When it began, the economy took a major hit and many Americans feared a recession was inevitable. How did California's economy actually fare over the last three years? And what was the real financial impact of this pandemic? Well, for more, we're joined today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Sarah Bone, Vice President of Research and Senior Fellow at the Public Policy Institute of California. She holds a doctorate in economics. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Doug. All right, so you've taken a close look at this and you write about it on the PPIC blog. Um, starting with the big picture, what did you find? How hard were we hit economically by COVID-19? It's a little hard to overemphasize just how dramatically um, unprecedented the, the the pandemic recession was in California. Really, our economic trajectory mirrored the public health crisis throughout much of the past three years. You know, that need or desire to stay in and not circulate caused major declines in businesses and work opportunities that that served us in our in our pre-pandemic life. Um, so jobs took a massive hit kind of off the charts when you look at pri prior recessions and compare this one. So many people lost their jobs in the first few months of the pandemic in the spring of 2020. And that seems like so long ago now. How long did it take to regain those jobs and how did we do that? Well, that's the good news. You know, a, a lot of economists at the beginning of the pandemic were hoping we would have this quick bounce back because really the downturn was caused by the pandemic. It wasn't caused by other economic threats. And that in the end is kind of what we saw. So there was a really quick recovery in a lot of sectors. It doesn't mean that all jobs have been regained in the same places. So that's been something interesting we've been looking at and maybe we can talk more about. But, um, you know, the, the the recovery was pretty quick. Um, um, jobs uh, we regained of the almost three million jobs that were lost um, in the early months of the pandemic. We regained that by October of last year, which compared to the Great Recession is or even the dot com bust um, is, is a lot faster. What sectors of the economy were hardest hit and which ones did well? So the hardest hit ones were those that served us in our pre-pandemic life where we were face-to-face. -face. So think of leisure and hospitality, restaurants, hotels, um, entertainment, all of the things we used to do out and about or services that we used to use that were face-to-face. Um, that those those sectors took the hardest hit. And in fact, they're still a little behind. Um, so even though kind of statewide, we've recovered as many jobs as we lost, we haven't, those sectors aren't back to where they were pre-pandemic. Some of that, you know, might be what is going to be the long lasting impact of the pandemic on just what has, you know, changed kind of our de de desires or demand for certain services. For example, the businesses, the restaurants that serve 
um, workers in downtown office buildings. Now mm. that you know remote work and or hybrid work is kind of here to stay, those businesses, some of them are seeing you know a real different picture compared to kind of to say 2019 before the pandemic hit California. And which businesses uh, thrived unexpectedly, maybe, and maybe will they still? So yeah, on the other side of the spectrum, we we weren't using services as much. We were staying home. We were buying things for our houses to keep us entertained or meet our needs. So the biggest growth sector has been transportation and warehousing. Jobs are up like 16% compared to pre-pandemic, which is huge. It's kind of off the charts. Um, all of those businesses, workers um, that are kind of distributing the the good the durable goods that we're buying um that has been the hugest area of increase for california you know i think you know my wife and i went out to dinner and a movie something we used to do a lot for the first time in three years about a month ago we really just hadn't done it i hope we'll do it more now but things like restaurants in the entertainment business do you think they're ever going to come back to where they were or do you think that people's habits and attitudes have changed so fundamentally that they never will this is where I'd like to have a psychology degree, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to uh, to understand like where we'll be. I, it, you know, it looks, um, it looks like there are some permanent changes in, in what consumers want to do, um, what we're kind of out, how how much we want to be out and about. It's hard to say, um, but it's you know it's been slowly ticking up, but over over the last two years hasn't shown any massive shift. You know that's going to take things in a different trajectory than we are today. You know we have seen such a seismic shift in attitudes about work um, over the last three years. Many of those who who can uh, now prefer to work from home, and a lot of people who used to commute, as you said, don't do that anymore. Did many Californians move from one kind of work to a different kind of work? You know that is such a good question, Doug, because. You know, that could be an opportunity for some workers where, you know, before the pandemic, a quarter of the state's workers were actually struggling with poverty, um, you know, would maybe like to have a different opportunity, would like to um, switch to a sector that offered higher wages, better benefits, or, you know, some chance to kind of move up a career ladder. Um, the, the unfortunate reality is that that takes a lot of time and is not that easy. So most workers tend to shift jobs within a similar sector, um, especially over the kind of time frame that we're thinking about. This has felt like a very long three years, but it is only three years. So, you know, if you need to acquire new skills or you need to do some kind of, right. uh, you, you know, get some information to be able to switch to a new sector, you know, that takes a lot of time and the structures that we have in place to help workers do that are not the most robust or easy to navigate. Um, so the reality is that most workers tend to stay in similar sectors, um, yeah. especially over the short term. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, we've also seen, as we all know, steeply rising inflation over this period. How, how have wages kept up with that in California or, or have they not? Yeah. Wages have basically not kept up with inflation. They've, you know, when on paper, it looks like a big wage increase. But when you calculate that against inflation, the only major sector of work um, where wages are above what they were pre-pandemic um, after accounting for inflation is actually in leisure and hospitality. And even though that sector is, like I said earlier, behind where they were in terms of jobs numbers, um, and economic activity, the wages there are higher than in other uh, in other sectors. And part of that is, you know, just the the need to kind of recruit workers um, and 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 the the wage demands that that requires. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm afraid we're out of time, but thanks for being with us. 
Thanks, Doug. Economist Sarah Bone, Vice President of Research and Senior Fellow at the Public Policy Institute of California. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app. And wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.